Oh, hello. Just kidding. What's up, what's up, what's up? On Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, we got an action-packed season nine premiere. Mm -hmm. Love & Hip Hop Miami, Amada and Prima Dada have Ooh. at it during Sukiyana's launch. Woo. Black & Crew New York, Young Bay faces her dad for the first time mm. in years. Then on RuPaul's Drag Race, we bid a farewell to our first Bye. eliminated drag queen. VH100, the podcast, the quarantine edition, is going down now. The Quarantine Edition, yeah. the official podcast for all things VH1, pop culture, and more. If you haven't subscribed or commented, which you should because we are all on quarantine, you know? let's get it. My name is Easy Manoli. That's right, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about yet another episode of VH100. And that's right, you're inside, so you should be listening. And if you want to get in on this conversation, get all up in this hashtag, VH100podcast, and talk that talk with us. Yes, Lejeune. Easy. What is going on? I don't know. I know. <laughs> so for everybody at home, uh, we are officially all working from home. Yes, just like are. a lot of people are in this country. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. Lejeune and I had a little troubleshooting issue. Yeah, some this technical difficulties, technical difficulties. But we're here now, folks, and we love you. Yes, exactly. How are you holding up during this whole situation? Because you are a single mother. I am. You have a son at home. I do. What are you doing to keep things interesting in the household? Um, well, you know, we're still in the very beginning phases. So, you know... Taj and I have lots of games, lots of books, lots of little activities that we can do. But, you know, I'm just thinking about what it's going to be like in the long run. And then luckily his dad doesn't live too far. So we sort of, you know, share each other's time with okay. Taj. So it's kind of cool. But, you know, we will get stir crazy at some point. I've already gone stir crazy. So right. I definitely did the whole food shopping shenanigans. Yes. And... My roommate had his 30th birthday. So Aww, we are live from my apartment right now. <laughs> and Lejeune walked into my apartment and she sees all these balloons Yeah, everywhere. I almost tripped on one and died. Yeah, so, well, don't try to come at me that way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I felt bad because it was his 30th birthday and I wanted to make him feel special. I know. It, it is a tough time, but it's not only him. Like, there's a lot of people that had to cancel weddings. I know. And there's a lot of things, like vacations, etc. So everyone is feeling it, but... Y'all have to keep a routine. Right. Because we are going to be stuck at home for a little bit. This is the first time ever that I've ever experienced this. Right. I feel right. like even talking to my mom, she's like, this has never happened in her years of life. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, my dad something. too. But I do, you know, try to still wake up on time. Right. Take a little shower, brush my teeth. Because the first day or two, I was like, whatever, I'm not brushing my teeth. Like, right. who am I seeing today? And then you could get into a weird funk. And then my back started hurting from being on the couch all the time. Oh, wow. So that's why I don't have a sitting on the couch. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we shouldn't sit on the couch. But wait, this more like my schedule, I'm trying to like get back on a schedule, but my mind is doing a weird thing because I'm an insomniac. And for some reason, the idea of not having to commute, despite the fact that I'm still going to have to be up during the day, makes my mind feel like it should wake up in the okay. wee hours of the morning. So I've been up since like 3.30 or 4. A.M.? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. Do you take melatonin? I have some, but I sh I didn't take it. I went to sleep at. So that's why your phone's always dying because you wake up at three in the morning and then, and then I'm you're on it. Right? Oh All my right, god! So sorry, I came and for you. And so you know, I have I'm having technical difficulties with my phone. I was actually watching a cut and 
on my phone and writing down notes. Notes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's All right. so cute. Well, you are clearly stressed. So since we are in the stressful time, <laughs> we're in a stressful time. Uh, there is no pop culture pop quiz. So don't oh, worry. Thank I, you. I, I don't need the stress. I didn't want to add more more to the to the puzzle, but I do expect a couple free caps. Out oh, of yes. Now. You are ready. Okay. I got that. So got we that. did have the season nine premiere of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Welcome back, ATLians. Hello. hello, hello, hello. So what you got for us? Okay. Hit us with an in uh-huh. three, two, uh-huh. one, free cap. Uh, uh, Eva turned 10 to turn up B.I.G. Safari vibes and nice co-parenting. Mama D had an emergency and some surgeries. One more to go after number three. Gotta put the bottle down, not playing around. Sierra facing the charge. 12 months she could face. Ask her BM to testify. He like, no way. Jock wanna tie the knot. Kendra trying to clip the tubes. Jack said he not with it. Don't want kids, you do it. While Kirk and Rashida celebrate 20. Uninvited Alexis on site with Carly. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And yo. She yes. was on site. On site, on site. She took those shoes off, bye. I was so like, what in the hell is going on here? So, Everyone was. Rashida was like, um, what? what is, yeah, so as we saw, Kurt and Rashida are throwing a big bash for Congratulations their wedding on them for anniversary. That. Yeah, because we, as, as we've seen it, acknowledged it in the show, they have been through some things. The stars which, in the ring. Which is okay. And they invite everybody to their big celebration, like Candy Burris to Akbar. Yeah. Akbar decides to bring a plus one with her, more like a pop-up one. Okay. More like a pop-off one. <laughs> so Alexis, as you said, has it out for Carly. Legit after she says hi to Rashida, who makes it clear that Alexis was not invited. Right. She was like, I don't know why Akbar went and brought her, but okay, here we are. She busts the shoes off, like Lejeune says in that free cap, mm-hmm. and beelines it to Carly. So apparently this whole thing is over, Mo. Who's causing a lot of problems in Carly's life, it seems. Yeah, because she's distancing herself from friends. You know, they have their turmoil in their own relationship. And, yeah. you know, females are running up on her. It, a whole bunch of nonsense. And so Carly's saying that she got dragged into some drama and had to threaten Alexis's mom. Why? Not sure. Right. I don't know why we're going after the mama, but we don't know But we don't know how, because some mamas pop off. We've seen it before. We sure have. (laughs) And then in a flashback clip, Alexis is claiming the ring that Carly has was originally for her that Mo tried to give it to Alexis first. So I don't know if she's alluding to the fact that Carly found that out, flipped out took Mo's phone and decided to call Alexis's mom saying like, I will spit on you and your daughter anytime I see you. Yeah, but that's not getting dragged. Like if she's dragged and forced to threaten someone, that someone should have come for her first. Yeah. So, so I was like, we'll huh? see. We'll get the details. Yeah, we haven't have heard to, Carly's side. Yeah, we're going to have to call her. Not today because uh, we got our own shit to figure out here. Right. And everybody's got to figure but. out their own schedules and stuff. We're going to give y'all a minute to do that. But next week we calling up. Yeah. Exactly. So when Carly and Alexis are going at it, security breaks it up real quick. Alexis is put out and Akbar is pissed beyond belief because I guess she did not expect this whole thing to happen. Mm -mm. And we also learn that Carly has been going through a tough time. She seems like she's lost somebody because at the end we see like a funeral kind of situation happening. But we don't know who it is. So we will find out more on that. And who else is having a tough time is... Mama D yes. and her health. 
So she had a whole kidney stone situation that ruptured her bladder because of drinking. So now she's like walking with a walker yeah, and her has... assistant, Austin. Right. Who I adore. I text him here and there. The loveliest soul. Very gentle. Right. And I love that he's paired with Mama D because Mama D is rambunctious, mm-hmm. okay? She is out there and he's just very like calm, cool, and collected. Oh, so she needed him. She definitely, he definitely like cools Helps her down. the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a beautiful balance. So from that, Mama D got an infection in her bloodstream Ugh. where she needs a number of surgeries to save her life. Number four coming up. Seriously. And Scrappy feeling all sorts of suspicions about Mama D and her drinking ways. So he got himself a breathalyzer mm. to test her. And I love this little bargaining thing that we do because he busts it out and he's like, hey, I want you to breathe on this. She's like, well, I want you to breathe on my food to cool it down. Right. I was like, okay. Right. So they're both getting their <laughs> blow on. Yeah. Right. Not that kind of blow. Right, right, right. But like, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Sorry about that. And she blows a zero. Yay. So as you said, there there is another surgery coming up that, of course, Scrappy and Bambi will be there for support. Yep. And Bambi's definitely lending all kind of support to everybody left and right, like BK and Scrappy had when they were ice skating. Did yes. you keep that? Oh, my gosh. They, that was so cute. It was so cute. I love it. Cute and sad. Cute and <laughs> sad. So Bambi is definitely letting should just borrow Mama D's walker. Right? Well, I was thinking that because I was like, oh my God, Mama D's on a walker. Now Scrappy's on a right. walker for ice skating. There we go. And Bambi is lending a shoulder for Sierra to lean on. Yeah, because she she's going is through it. Going through it. Mm-hmm. So apparently two years ago, Sierra's stepson, Rod Jr., lost his life and... Seems Shooter's baby mama mm-hmm. tried to maybe fight her at a funeral Ugh. at at, at Raw Junior's Which funeral. Is, I'm, and I'm assuming that this baby mama is the lost son's mother. Mother, yes. Oh, what could be? What could have possibly happened to have made that woman want to fight? Well, we're gonna have di- to call Sierra one day and try to oh. get to the bottom. Or maybe she can't really chat about it because oh yeah. It is, the- the litigations. There's, there are litigations. So when cops got involved at this situation two years ago, the baby mama, who was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. allegedly lied, saying Sierra put the hands on her first. So charges are pretty serious if you're trying to rough up a pregnant woman. Right. And Sierra now is hoping that Shooter will show up to her court date to testify how his baby mama has done this. Well, she shouldn't hold her breath because he said he's not with it. (laughs) (laughs) She should not hold her breath. No, I'm not a a snitch, and he's clearly not here for. And he don't mess with the law. Mm -mm. But then I like how he busted out some questions himself because he's like, "Well, you know, you're bringing up how I should come support you at court." Where have you been for the past three months when this trial has been going on surrounding my son's death? death? Yeah. And you haven't been there. But she's saying the reason is like, well, I didn't want to get attacked again by your baby mama. I mean, it seems to make a lot of sense to me, especially because now that she's in legal trouble, he's not even there to have her back. And it's like, what is she supposed to do? Continue to get into legal trouble each time? Yeah. This woman attacking her? It's tough. It's just a very... It's, it's really sticky. It's yes. rough. So... Another thing that's getting attacked is Jock Scrotum. Yes, his testicles—they are under attack. Do you? What did Scr- What did um Scrappy say? He said 
scrotum, got a totem. Yeah. <laughs> I do love when they bust out some liners like that. Like, kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it kills me. It kills me. So Kendra wants Jock to get a vasectomy because, for instance, she forgot to take her dog on birth control. And you remember, she doesn't want any children. Right. So, of course, Jock is like, well, I have the perfect solution of the, the pullout method. Which does not work because somebody definitely gets pregnant and STDs. Right. That way, because there's a thing called pre-ejaculation, ejaculation. Yeah. Right. It's and, a real thing, And folks. some people have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So you Some know. folks more than others. <laughs> so you got to be careful with the pre-ejac. All right. right. They go to a whole consultation, and after hearing how the procedure goes, he's not here for it and suggests that Kendra... Get something done. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming say you do it. Yeah, I'm assuming he means tie them tubes up. I guess tie them I, tubes. I don't know, but she's like, no, no, no. Starts grilling him. She's like, well, what do you want? Child number nine and ten. Like, how are you gonna find time for these new children? Right. When you can't really spend time with your current children, and right. that gets a little murky. It got a little murky. Got a little and murky. And he's like, don't say it like that. And he's like, because I'm there for my kids. She's like, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Sorry. Yeah, so, but you do have to try to find the time to make it work. It's not. That's you know, a lot of balance. It is a lot. Ten of balance. children. It's a lot. And so I feel her on not wanting to have number eleven, but you know. Oh how- no, it would be nine and ten. So he has eight currently. Oh, shit. Right. Okay, yeah. So she's saying like, uh, and if number nine and number ten comes, right, 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 like, you're right. Oh my god. But the point that I'm making, yeah, forget the math. June. is that you know it's tricky. It's tricky if she's the one that really doesn't want to have any more kids, f- trying to force that upon him. I don't know. Maybe if she doesn't really doesn't truly want to have kids, maybe she should do it. Oh, well. Anyways, so he's feeling like she's changed ever since he proposed to her. Well, I mean... And they fight over some small things, apparently. It doesn't seem like the things they're fighting over are small. Thank you. So I was going to say... <laughs> I love him. Love me some jock. Okay? Right. I was going to say the same thing. Right. Because I was like, you know, she's saying that, talking about children Ret- and Retirement. Yeah. Health insurance and 401k. Right. So I was like... Well, you know, those are kind of conversations that need to be had. They have to be had. And um, you know what? I'm honestly hearing Jack talk about how Kendra's changed makes me realize how much Jack needed Kendra in his life. So I'm going to need them to work all this out, keep it tight and cute. And you need to walk down that aisle because you need this woman. Hello. And she's a whole lawyer. So she is setting it right and tight. Right. Okay. So this season seems very promising. Sierra and Carly are at odds since Carly seems to be a no-show for Sierra at court. And, you know, in the premiere episode, we learned that they kind of are not as close as they used to be. Sierra is feeling it's because of Mo. So, again, we brought up how, like, maybe Mo has been messing some things up for Carly. Right. And, you know, Sierra needed Carly at this court date because she's like, you were there and you witnessed it. And Carly's like, oh, yeah, she didn't. You didn't lay a finger on her. And she's like, you can be a witness. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, and then we welcome light skinned Keisha to the family who's yes. already beefing it up with Bambi. And Mama D is feeling the heat from all ends about drinking. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more pop offs coming our way. It's y'all. about to go down. down. And let's get into Love and Hip Hop Miami. We may as well. We might as well, since we're on the topic of Love and Hip Hop. You know, 
All right, so hit me with a free cap uh, in three, uh, two, one, yeah. free cap. Uh, 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 uh. Briscoe told Hoodrat, give Kenny a chance, celebration of life of Vanessa and fam. Ask Tuki Brunch, Prima Donna, and Amara is turning up. Meanwhile, Briscoe trying to put the family up. Look like Joy and Trick is making up. Trina got down on her knees to pray, because every day she trying to make a way. Boom. Mm. So they have a beautiful beautiful ceremony to honor Nessa's birthday yeah celebration of life <laughs> and we learned that Trina's mom advocated for Trick and Joy to get together and that she was just brutal yes the whole thing yeah everything the picture was beautiful the scene everything was just very 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 beautiful right so now this gets a whole conversation going between Joy and Trick back at the house and they're talking about their marriage and how Joy feels like Trick didn't care about her. Yeah. Apparently never said I love you to her. Mm. But, you know, it's almost like that Jennifer Lopez song, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Right. Because you're hearing that he showered her with this gift and that gift, but she's like, ugh. So that's why everybody's different when it comes it's to It's true, your love language. Love. Yep. What is your love language? I think, ugh, I think, can you be a mix? I've never uh, taken yeah, a test, course. but I definitely You choose think, your own destiny, girl. I definitely think that I'm a mix because I am very much like I like to hear it and feel the love. Okay. But it's nice, a little token of appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at that either. No, I'm good with a token of appreciation yeah. too. Mm-hmm. A little like booty grab here and there to make right. me feel like, yeah, I'm that bitch. Right. And then I like when... This is going to sound really weird. Okay. When somebody, like, kind of has it together. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're about to... Look, I'm a very big logistics person, mm-hmm. as you know. If somebody right. has, like, their logistics down, hard on right away. Right. I'm you're just, just like, oh like my God, what? did you just organize this Excel sheet? Right. Oh, shit. And you're like, you I don't have... formula in you like, I don't have to do nothing? Wow! Nipple pinch. Anyway. Yeah. No, so, back great. to tri- <laughs> Trick and Joy. Mm-hmm. So, Trick opens up on how he didn't feel appreciated... Which doesn't sit well with Joy. She's yeah. like, don't do that. Yeah, don't and do that. And you can tell that did her. Like, she literally looked like she was about to cry. And now he's just like, all right, I apologize. I apologize for any pain that I've inflicted on you if you were ever upset and da 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 And that was, like, a nice moment because we're seeing that, like, she is genuinely concerned about him. Yeah, and Why also, I just want to say that it is something else to see Trick Daddy so yes. vulnerable. He was so vulnerable. I said, I remember, tr- yo. Okay, it's, it's nice. It's, yeah, it's nice to see the softer side of Trick. And I can understand why young Trick Daddy, you know, the thug may not have been as affectionate as maybe Joy had wanted. And his way yeah. of showing love was through the materialistic. And so I could see that he's growing and he's maturing and he's realizing what's important in his life. And we'll see if, you know, that leads to something with him and Joy again. Aw, is so proud. I know I am. <laughs> and I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so you know what else he opens up about? Hmm. His hatred for turkey bacon. Yeah, no. He said that's fake bacon. That's actually. fake bacon. He never said, uttered the words turkey bacon. Because he, last week bacon. We, we talked with uh, Bobby. Mm-hmm. on how a killer breakfast he made and then Trick came in with the humble yeah with the side of humble real yeah. quick I was like oh shit he said you got fake bacon and real bacon he's like no 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 and then we have Amada opening up to her mom Mamiana mm-hmm. I love saying that every week I don't I don't have to say it but I do say it's, it it sounds good I love the way it rolls off your Mamiana. tongue Mamiana and how Amada is missing MJ but once again Mommy Anna ain't here for no, it. She's no, like, no, no. You need a reliable support system. And even though he helped here and there, you worked harder. 
And I was just like, oh, damn, she's just really not having it. And then Amada brings up how disappointed she's in Prima Donna with the blindside lunch that happened mm-hmm, when she mm-hmm. brought that woman, Annie. I love that there's a lot of Annie's and Anna's happening here. I know. But do you think she should be so mad at Prima Donna? I would be. It, the thing is, if she saw Prima Donna as a close friend, which I'm getting that vibe, mm-hmm. I would be annoyed. Yeah. So, for instance, you, Miss right. Lejeune, if right. you and I were getting a lunch mm-hmm. and you brought in one of, <laughs> like, if I'm dating a guy yeah. and you brought in one of his ex-boyfriends without, like, a simple heads up, I would feel a type of way. Yes. Because it feels like you're doing, like, a gang up a little bit. And then you're also like, wait, I thought we were cool. Why are you doing this? Yeah, you're right. Why are you moving like this? No, I feel it. But then at the same time, like, I feel like I would be mad, but not, I would, it would be mad, like, let me confront you and have a conversation. Like, the first time we talked about it wouldn't have been seeing you at another event. I would have been, like, on site. Like, after I talked to homegirl, I would have been like, what's up? Oh, yeah. Like, Like, how how did this happen? Like, why would you do that? Like, we would have squared that away. Like, it was, it's interesting to me. You know, how she sort of like after the fact realized. And it's like, did, did Jay remind you that maybe you should be upset with Prima Donna? I don't know. Yeah. So, well, because that's why Amada was upset then at Sukiyana's lunch because she said to Prima Donna, she was like, yo, I wasn't trying to air out our business in front of the whole table. Yeah, she exactly. Said she was like, I was at the other end. I wasn't trying to talk to Which you. Which is the point that makes me just feel like you being upset with Prima Donna is an afterthought because if you were upset, you could have handled it that day. Yeah, we could have just figured it and out. And it makes right me wonder now. if Shay being like, oh, so now she brings somebody and now yeah. she her word is bond. I wonder if that conversation with Shay sort yeah, of sparked that. Sparked that. Yeah. And also she does have a lot going on between the MJ situation and the Julian situation and her career situation. Yeah, it's a lot. Feeling a lot of it's pressure. a lot. And then, yeah. So, Because sometimes you don't want to deal with it right off the bat. It's You're true. Like, you know what? I'm just going to put a pin in this and deal with this later. I can 100% agree because I, too, sometimes like have to process my feelings and make sure I'm not overreacting. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this person trying to play me or am I it's in hard. my feelings? Yeah. So I, too, sometimes have to circle back with a little pop off. <laughs> communication is key y'all yeah so it's a shame though because the brunch started off really well because Tsukiyana has every, all women of color there and everyone is sharing incidents where they faced colorism themselves right and it, it was like a good conversation to have because everybody was facing different things like for instance like Miami Tip is opening up because she feels like she has to act and speak a certain way to prove herself. Right. And then Amada's just like, well, I don't feel accepted in either one of my cultures. And that's how this whole thing started because Prima Donna then cut her off asking what she identifies as. And that's when everybody started picking up on the tension. They're like, are y'all, are y'all good? Like, what's going on? So the lunch does get cut short, but that doesn't mean shit won't, get, won't go down outside. Exactly. <laughs> Amada's like, yo, we need security to come right now. Prima Donna rolls up on her like, yo, what, what's up with you? Like, what's the problem? And now Amada finally lets it out of the bag that like, yo, I feel a type of way because Prima Donna had no idea yeah. that she felt upset about that. Which also I was like, how did you not though? I mean, if you walked away from the conversation and didn't express it and didn't like it, but, it also let's think about it. If that's your close, close, good, good girlfriend. Yeah. When you realize that you were pissed, you gonna call her and be like, girl, what's up? Like But why would you even do that in the first place if you are such a close friend? That, yeah, you're right. It's come all, on, like think about it. You're 
you are a close friend she probably, and you're bringing an ex-girlfriend of well, a, a, your close friends. You know what I mean? But like, listen, man. I not that it would be a choice that I would make, but I can sort of understand because I already know that if you were to come to your girl, like I'm going to bring his home, his ex, you're going to be like, no, I'm not. I don't want to talk to her. Why would I want to talk yeah, to her? But then deliver the news yourself. Though. I don't know. Yeah, so, you're right. It's tricky. We, we will never get over this topic. No, <laughs> we'll have a whole other side podcast about this whole topic. Exactly. Uh, so now Amada is pissed. That their business has been aired out in front of everybody. So that's probably a new layer of the beef that's right. starting now. And we do see in the season finale that Prima Donna's throwing drinks on Amada at Trick and Trina's event to celebrate their morning show. Because mm-hmm. Prima Donna's just like, listen, I feel like Amada's just constantly playing the victim. Yada, yada, yada. And Joy is having a heart-to-heart moment about her concern over Trick's health. And Sukiyana's chatting with her kids on how she's trying to spend more time with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because as we know, she's finding that hard balance of like, okay, well, I got bills to pay and a family to support, so I have to right. do my career, but my career takes me away from my family. Right. Very, very hard. So we shall see what goes down on the season finale next week, y'all. Yes, we shall. And before we get into Black Ink Crew New York and RuPaul's Drag Race, LeJoan! What is a hashtag? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you already know to get all up in this conversation, please use the hashtag VH100podcast. That's right. By the way, so we have microphones at home now, these professional microphones. Yeah, we're so cute. And I cannot stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) I made a little song. He's going to have an EP. Yeah, I'll I'll drop it on my It's called Quarantine Me. Hello, it's going to rival that coronavirus song that's gone viral mm-hmm. of, with the Cardi. Did you hear that yet? No, I didn't. So Cardi B posted something on Instagram yeah. about coronavirus. Shit is getting real. And Somebody some remixed producer it. remixed it and it has gone viral. Like apparently it charted on the hip hop and <laughs> on the hip hop rap chart. Yeah, I have to listen to that. Yeah, that's I'll crazy. send you the link. Uh, also, you know, before like everything was like really shut down, like we should really stay to ourselves at the park. The kids were playing Corona Tag, so that was a thing. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lighthearted thing to do. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Tag, you got it. I was so glad <laughs> that like, Todd was in the bathtub when he told me that. And I was like, okay. Okay, extra soap. No more park. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more park. Corona, what does Corona tag entail? We don't know. Right. Mm. So we had a new episode <laughs> of Black Ink Crew New York. Puma wants to spice up his sex life with Kwani. So ask and you shall receive, boo Right, right. Kwani sets up a whole S&M situation where we are sparking up Puma's nipples. Lord. And I love that when they walked in, Puma looks a little nervous, but Kwani feels right at home. She was so ready. Right? Do you know what S&M stands for? Um, strapped and... (laughs) (laughs) Strapped and mangled. Right. (laughs) Yep. No, it's sadism and masochism. Sadism? Yeah. What? Well, because think about it. You're like getting, you're causing some, a little bit of abuse. Right. To get some pleasure. You're whipping, you're, you know. Sadism? A little, a little sadistic. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, so P- Puma probably didn't know what he was going to get himself No, into. he had no idea. He thought he was about to go out to d- dinner and a movie. Yeah, because she's <laughs> like, oh, you want an afternoon delight? This is the, the delight you're about to get. So maybe now he'll take out the trash, clean the house, and watch the kids to give her a break here. Right. Change the pampers without her asking, all that good stuff. Exactly. And speaking of kids, Alex blindsides Donna by asking to inseminate her. 
So another insemination situation going down, like a Jock and Kendra thing. That was annoying. <laughs> and he's saying that, you know, since you're you're not getting any younger, we should probably get it popping. And, you know, we can get married while you're pregnant. So well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, because she's saying, like, I'm not going to get pregnant unless we're married. Yeah, but it's like, it's just so ridiculous. No, I know. <laughs> I agree. And just if you want to marry her, ask her to marry her and then have a baby. What's the difference? Yeah, well, because I guess he's nervous about like, you know, what how everybody puts these time frames on women's uteruses. Like, oh, shit, you're about to hit 30. So, well, you need That's to was, put the I ring it on it. There you go. If you like it. Put a ring on it. it. A exactly. wise philosopher exactly. has said that multiple, multiple times. A wise woman once said. <laughs> and I'm dead because the whole point of this conversation was to tell Alex about the situation with Tati. Who that would have been, to me, that would have been the perfect opportunity. But like, listen, I can't have no kids right now because I'm still popping off. Matter of fact, honey, um, Tati <laughs> is looking good to me right now. So let's have that kind of conversation. Since you wanna, since you wanna get me pregnant without putting a ring on it on purpose, let's go. Yeah. Let me let you know what time it is. But Donna still links up with Tati after the whole conversation with Alex yeah. for some TLC tender love and care, mm-hmm. where we find out Donna has been pregnant before. And there was an issue with the pregnancy that they had to remove a fallopian tube and part of her uterus. All right. Which now gives her a high-risk pregnancy. And also, Alex is not aware of that. Uh, and that's probably why he's asking. He's like, oh, let's have a baby. But, but doesn't I don't, realize. does he not know? Because she said that it was insensitive of him to be asking for this, considering. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't realize the magnitude well, of what she told him. Because she asked, because Tati said, does Alex know this? And she was like, no, I don't think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she should have that kind con- Maybe that was the, the time to have that kind of conversation. But then when you're at the Museum of Sex, I went there, by the way. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Maybe not the best time to have that kind of deep conversation. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I do appreciate but how But Donna- you, if you were, like, down by, like, the female organs, you could be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually... Well, because they did have that one machine where they had right. to... Flick something. Right. Flick it up, flick it up, flick it up. (laughs) (laughs) But I do appreciate that Donna thinks Tati would make a great godmother to their child if they were to have one. And she could just tell the kids how her and godmother Tati used to scissor. Right. I do appreciate that. Right. Such an open relationship. Such an open relationship. But I say that Donna got the makings for a good mom. I think so. Because she was the one that noticed that Walt has been drinking again. Oh, yeah. She, She did bring that up. And everyone in the shop is like, oh, that's right. You're, yeah. And is he going through something? And he did blow up at the engagement party. Huh. What's the deal? And even Jess is also concerned about Walt's behavior because mm-hmm. she's like, he wants to get married really fast and the table flipping incident. And, you know, maybe, maybe he wants to get married really fast because we also learned that he does not have the key to the top bolt of yeah. her door. Mm-hmm. He only has it to the bottom. Right. And she's like, okay, well, maybe you can get it now since we're kind of engaged. Right. And it's like, no, give the man the key to the top bolt. Give that man that key to the top bolt. <laughs> Listen, I say, you know, one, keep your own keys until y'all get your place together. Hey, that's oh, what I say. Oh, Ladrina isn't even here for the key exchange. No, I'm not here for that. Wait, the one time, quick fun fact. Yeah. When I was 21 years old, I was dating a dude and he gave me a key to his place after one month of dating. Wow. And I gave it back to him and then he was really upset about that. Wow. What was that? I was like, what? 
sir, you're 30, I'm 21. Why are we doing this? Wow. And I was like, the, you know what I mean? Like, when you're 21, you're supposed to be, like, young and impressionable. Yeah, you But right. I was like the, hmm, this doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I was like that as a teen. You know, a lot of young, a lot of girls at my age like to date the older guys I when I was a do. teen. But, well, I like to now, but yeah. as a teenager, I didn't. And I felt like older guys that wanted to date me as a teenager, I'm like, what's wrong with them? Meanwhile, yeah. like, a lot of other girls thought it was so cool to like have this college guy or this older guy and i was like what's wrong with him that he can't get somebody his own age and he wants me that's how i felt oh my stars yeah but i don't feel like that anymore yeah that's right with you let the people know well i'm grown now so it's like, but then i was a little girl and i just feel like it's weird and that's sort of in a similar no, way I get when you're it. like at 21 why are you giving me the key, sir? No, you're doing too much. Bye. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I thought. I was like, my mom would not approve of that. Yeah, that's, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, mama. <laughs> yes, mama. So <laughs> back to Walt and Jess. Right. <laughs> so Jess is concerned about Walt's mental health, and she wants to go to premarital counseling. Smart, which I think is a good idea regardless. A, a million percent. Right. And we learned that they were separated for six months at one point because of infidelity. Infidelity on, his end. on and, we, end, yeah. and we did touch on it last week when we did talk to him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that Jess's trust level out of 10 is at a seven. Right. Which is probably why she doesn't want to get married right away. Agreed. Yeah, because if there's some issues with trust, you know, That's you rough. don't want to do it. Right. So and Walt told him that it's like they had that incident and now he's doing more with his comedy, being on the road. So yeah. it's like they need to get that trust thing locked. Exactly, tight. but seven out of ten is not bad. It's not super bad. At least it's not like five out of ten. Right. So then they shouldn't be engaged. At yeah. Five. Oh shit. Oh, at five. Yes. Right. They should not be. Engaged. No, at but, seven they're good. They're on the right path. You know, especially after going through infidelity, I think they can work this out. Yes. I'm glad that Walt decided to go because at first I know he was a little hesitant talking about the way things were done. The way things were done created trauma. We got to break that cycle. (laughs) June wants the cycle broken. Yes, I do. And so now the the big thing from this episode and speaking of trust issues, Young Bay. So this was super, super hard to watch because we've been known for the past couple seasons that there is a lot of turmoil amongst her and her father. That's right. We saw how her how she was raised and like where she was raised. Yes. Where she lived in. And now to actually see the man, I, I can't even for me it was tough. So I could not even imagine for her. Right. She could hardly look. Like you see her head was turned yeah, to the side like, and I she can't would do look this. over and then look over. I was yeah. Like, oh. And so basically, Bay's father reaches out to her saying that I'm going to be in New York City and I want to see you. She gets it together, meets up with him. And like you said, the minute he walks in, she couldn't look at him, starts crying the moment he sits down. Yeah. And you could tell that this is real because I know there were some questions amongst maybe uh, some of her cast members of like, is this story actually mm. real? And you could tell that there is something going on there. And no, for sure. When they start talking... He's saying, like, I know there have been some difficulties, but I need to see your face before I pass. But there are no health issues, though. Right. But I guess he's just saying, because I am getting older. And obviously, we're, look, we're, what current state we're in today. Right. There with the coronavirus. Be, right. You, you don't know what's going Travel, gonna right. So that's the angle that he very initially dark, starts with. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says how he doesn't know how to be a good father. 
he didn't get to say the things that he wanted to say in the past, and that obviously is going to trigger her. Yeah. Because she like, gets herself together real quick. So she may have not been able to look at you, sir, when you walked in and started crying when you sat down. But once you said that, she was like, how did you expect us to talk when you physically abused us? Every day. Every single day. He doesn't say anything. So now she's just like, are you really trying to play me and act like you do not remember this? Or are you too embarrassed to admit it? Right. Again, he doesn't say much, but he has like this odd smirk on his face. Mm. And I, to me, I was just like, okay, obviously there are some cameras there. So I don't know if he was like uncomfortable because of the cameras were right. there. Right. But it was just very odd. The, the look on his face. It, was, she was, it like, was awkward. It was very awkward. And she's just like laying out incident after incident to say, okay, if you're saying you don't remember, remember this, remember that. And Overall, then, this is where it got, like, even more, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He was like, well, I was trying to provide for the family, but I couldn't because conditions didn't allow me to. And that puts her into a spiral because she's just like, so you're lying and I don't understand why you're even here. Like, so you're saying that you wanted to treat us well, but decided to beat us instead. Instead, right. Crazy. And she starts now flipping the table and because she wants an and apology. She's like, and apologize, he's not, yeah. And that's another thing that blew me because I'm Why did I'm not you a come, sir? Why yeah. did you come? But I'm just like, if you're seeing your child, like she is visibly and audibly upset and very emotional. Like there wasn't even ty- any type of consoling that he tried to do for her. Like, you know, he just like sat there. It was very. I just, you know what? And I'm not making any excuses for this man, but I wonder what he's been through to make him. Oh, the a million way percent. That he because, is because they do say that. People that cause trauma have been through trauma themselves. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people, and and yeah. and I wonder if you if know if he thought that was the norm because maybe his upbringing was that right. And, and it's amazing, it's amazing how the subconscious controls the conscious mind. Yeah, and you know you don't realize it. You and, don't realize it, and the, and those things that you experience program the subconscious. It's really tricky and and it painful. And I was it was really hard to watch, and I hated. That he didn't console her because I couldn't imagine. I like when I see Taj upset, I want to hug him. Yeah, I want to make him feel better. Like, no, I know, I agree. That's why I'm just like, what on earth is going on? But things clearly get like very, very heated. Like yeah. security has to step in, and and I get it because even though there's a translator there, security wise, you don't know what they're saying because the whole thing they were talking in Korean, right? And you don't know what they're saying, mm-hmm. but you're seeing Bay flipping a table like distraught right man just like looking at her so you don't know what's happening right but then he's getting upset because he's like i don't want to be touched and Bay's like please don't leave like i want him to stay like i we still need to chat and i get why they stepped in but things calm down a bit a little bit but then they get emotional again where the translator now steps in and she asks Bay's dad to go outside so Bay can calm get her thoughts yeah yeah so a lot of heaviness. I did tear up a lot because I have chatted with Bay about this as well. Because when she told me, she's like, oh, we, we filmed with my dad. I was like, what? Ugh. She was like, it's a lot. So, ugh. so, so much love to hers. And then um, so on next week's episode, seems Bay's dad is making a run for it. We see a lot of people running. Yeah. Uh, there's a Philly tattoo convention happening where Nine Mag will be in attendance. Mm. So here we go. Right? Jess isn't sure if she wants to get married. Oh, my gosh. And then Kitty and Bay meet up for a sit-down where things go left. 
and down south. Because right. you have to keep in mind, Bay is stemming off of visiting her dad. So now getting Kitty involved, I cannot. Yeah, it's a lot. I can't process. It's a lot. <laughs> so RuPaul's Drag Race, we have all 13 queens together finally with guest judge Olivia Munn. Mm. And we said goodbye to our first queen, Dahlia Sin. Bye. Who, fun fact, has a twin brother who also wants to do drag. Oh, but wow. hot damn, when getting eliminated, typically queens say goodbye to their other queens. Right, but not right, Dahlia. Right, right. It was like uh, deuces. Yeah, pretty much was just like, gotta go. Right. Not a single hug was given. Does regret it, but she was like, listen, that's how I felt in the moment, so it is what it is. Right. But let's be serious, though. In the Untucked episode, mm-hmm, Dahlia was talking mm-hmm. in a, a big-ass game. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to be sending bitches home, and I perform Ariana Grande all the time, and I'm a better performer than Nikki and Crystal, who were also in the bottom of Right, her. right. So Crystal, like, spilling her heart out during Untucked. Dahlia isn't here for it because she wants to focus on herself because I, I can understand if you're in the bottom, you're like, all right, I want to practice like my lip sync here and I do not want to be the first queen to be sent home. Exactly. Like so, that's really, really hard to be the first. And that I wouldn't have hugged anybody either. I'd have been pissed. Yeah, I would have been like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So our top queen was Sherry Pie along with Jackie and Heidi. And this week's maxi challenge was called World's Worst Talent Show for folks with no talent. And one of the judges was Ornasha. She was from season six from our drag queen Vivacious who introduced us to our Nasha. So it was interesting though because Sherry and Britta felt like they were carrying Aiden who was the leader of the group. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much calling Aiden out. Like, are you going to rely on other people for all these challenges? Because we're essentially carrying you for this whole improv thing. Right. And sometimes people can't do improv. It's not their strong suit. So if you're a leader, you do choose team members to complete Choose a team. Choose wisely. And there you go. And I'm thinking that's why Widow was coming for Aiden a little bit because she said that Aiden was her weakest competitor during the mini challenge, which was called Queer Peer Assessment, which I love that. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Widow's saying, I chose Aiden because I wasn't picking up on confidence and I feel like Aiden doesn't know who she is. And during Untucked, when trying to explain her side, Widow was trying to get her explanation on it. Uh, Aiden cuts her off and was just like, listen, I don't give a fuck and I'm good. Right. Don't worry about it, Miss Thing. Right. So we're like, okay. But the runaway category was a lot of fun. It was called mm-hmm. Buttons and Bows. Jan killed it with that the voodoo, voodoo look. look. It was so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Gigi Good looked very, very high fashion with the orange. Yes. And that over like 24,000 buttons used on that. A lot of buttons. And Nikki Doll with the Cinderella-inspired look, which was very, very cute as Impossible well. Impossible things are happening every day. They're folks. so creative. I'm always very impressed how they bust out these looks, too. I know. Because I would be like, I don't know. I would just wear, like, a big-ass button and call it a day. So, on um, the next episode, we have guest judge Leslie Jones, who we're a very big fan of. And we have a fashion ball on our hands. Yes. So, that's a wrap on today's podcast y'all what's the podcast dedicated to lejeune oh my goodness i you know this is a unique dedication um but i wanted to dedicate this episode to a survivor oh jock scrotum ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) you made it through the storm boy (laughs) oh shit okay so that's a wrap on episode 47 of Mm -hmm. bh100 there are new episodes of Wild and Out on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember, spread the word yes. and stay home. 
That's because right. we don't want to keep this virus going on and popping. Everybody, That's right. Okay? We want to get back to our normal lives at some point. But right now we got to get it together. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, the one that stayed away, stop the spread. You know what I'm saying, folks? Keep it locked in. Stay in those houses. You're not missing nothing out there. No FOMO. Just pick up that phone. And, of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for VH1, Love & Hip Hop, Black Ink Crew, RuPaul's Drag Race. And you know you got to put an ad in front of all of that. Mm, and I am at Easy Manoli. That's Easy M-A-N-O-L-I. That's right. And I am I-A-M-L-A June, like the month. So okay. make sure you're listening to us and keep it 100. 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts.